so good to be here today. Didn't know if we would be, but we're here. (laughs) After many, many phone calls, many, many decisions, praying, musical chairs, all sorts of things. (laughs) We're here. God is here. Amen. Amen. God is here. He is here in this place. Just encourage one another in this time. Encourage one another. You know, if there's someone in your world that's perhaps was a little bit worried today, a little bit anxious, how about you encourage them during the week? Encourage them that God is with them, that He is for them. Amen. Thank you, team. So good. So good to worship. So good to worship. We need to put worship on in our houses. We need to fill our houses with worship so that we can come into our homes and just be filled afresh again. Because I don't know about you, but walking around the place this week, the atmosphere is heavy and it gets on you. I even felt it. I felt quite oppressed. And we need to be able to go back into our homes and just rest in that presence and then take it back out with us so that we can start to shift the atmosphere, right? We are supposed to be shifting the atmosphere right now, not, not you know, taking a hold of it and becoming a part of it. We are actually supposed to be changing the atmosphere. So let's do that, church. Let's really do that. Um, Unfortunately, Pastor Ian's not here today. He was supposed to be preaching, so you know he'll get out of out of you know gets out of it in all sorts of different ways. But this is a bit unusual. Um, so unfortunately, our team, as I said before, that has come back from Myanmar, has to be in self isolation. And so, can you please just encourage them because it's not fun. You may think that, you know, all this time at home, you know, is fun. It actually isn't. When you're forced to do it and you're forced to be away from other people, it is not fun. So if you could just encourage the members of our team, give them a call, you know, do something to encourage them while they're away from us for two weeks because it's really hard on them. So I had to sort of just throw a message together this week and we're going to go with it. Because God is good. And we've been talking about hearing from the voice of God, which is so important at this time because we have so many voices, don't we? We have so many voices in our world right now, and they're generally they're voices of panic. And we don't, I don't know about you, but I turned the news off the other night because it was just too much. I thought, I've had enough. I need to just get some distance from this because it's, it's getting on me. So we have God's word. We have his word. And God has been speaking to me through his word this week. So I want to share with you three scriptures that I believe that will help us navigate these crazy times that we find our, ourselves in. And as Pastor Phil said this week, he has never seen anything like this in his lifetime. So we are actually in new territory. We are in new territory for the church. 
So we all need to be praying for wisdom. We all need to be praying for discernment in this time and we will just do our best. Okay, Isaiah 41.10. Isaiah 41, about the middle of the Bible, Old Testament. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. How powerful and how comforting is that scripture to us? I could just live the whole week off of that scripture. Fear not, for I am with you. Fear not. There are so many unknowns. We will wake up every day and there will be a new thing and it will all be unknown to us how we're going to handle it. But we can be assured that God knows and he will use this time to bring people back to him. He will use this time, this unsettling time, to bring people back to him. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I am your God. They're comforting words to me. I don't know about you, but they're comforting words to me. That God is God, and he is my God, and he is an awesome God. And those words, I am, all-existing one, creator of the universe, he is the one who is our God. So we can trust him to look after us in this time. There is so much that people fear right now, other than just catching the virus, which I sort of feel is going to be least, on, least of our problems when people are losing their jobs, when we have unemployment and... Um, the government can't support people and all these things. These are all the things that, that, that we will be facing as a nation. How about the fear of not getting toilet paper? <laughs> that seems to be a real fear right now. But there is genuine fear that people feel that they're going to run out of food. You know, that's a genuine fear. But we need to remember people that God fed the Israelites in the desert for 40 years. So I think he can look after us. Do not fear, for I am your God. Now, it doesn't mean chuck your brains out the window and, and be silly, but it just means that we don't need to fear. We don't need to go to this place of paranoia and lock ourselves in our household with a mountain full of cupboards full of toilet paper. That's not going to fix it. I will strengthen you. I will strengthen you. We need strength from the inside, don't we? Strength that only comes from Jesus, that will only come from him. Because if we feed on the world right now, we will be rocking in a corner, let me tell you. We'll be rocking in a corner because there is no hope. There is only fear. God knows what we are facing and he still says fear not. 
he still says, I am with you. He's the same God. Do you know what I love about our God is that he loves situations like this because he can show his glory in even more power. When we need him, when we are not reliant on ourselves, he can show his power. When we are so self-reliant and self-sufficient, we don't leave room for God. But when we're on our knees in a desperate place, we need him, right? We need him in that desperate place. He says, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That is our God, the Alpha and Omega, the living God. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, do not be afraid of them, for the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. God himself will strengthen you. The strength is in you and will sustain you. Sorry, that was not part. God himself will strengthen you. The other part's my part. Sorry. (laughs) God himself will sustain you. God himself will sustain you. Nothing in this world will sustain you right now. Any one of us could lose our job tomorrow. That is the reality. So therefore, we need something bigger than the own tangible thing in front of us that we can touch or feel. We need God who is supernatural, who provides for us supernaturally. He is the one that sustains us. And that's why we need to fear on his word of fear. We need to look to his word. Because if we get his word inside of us, then we can feed off of that instead of feeding off of the world right now. We need to do that. Get out your Bibles and meditate. Meditate on his word. It says in Exodus 15.5, Your right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, has dashed the enemy in pieces. Our God's right hand is righteous towards his people. He is righteous towards those of us who are righteous, that are in Christ. His right hand is there to protect us and sustain us. He will help us during this time. The other thing that's really been on my heart is look after each other. Let's not go to this mentality that we see others going to, where they're hoarding everything for themselves, where they're going up to shops and they're buying everything out and then hiking it up online and taking advantage advantage of the needy people that need stuff. You know, we are here right now to look after each other, not every man for himself. That is the body of Christ. If someone needs, we give. That is the heart of Christ. Acts 4, 32, 35. I'm going to read some challenging scriptures to you this morning. It was challenging to me in Acts. How the early church worked together. They were, And you've got to remember, the early church was under horrendous persecution. They were being killed for their faith. So far, we're not being killed, but, you know... I can't predict anything. Who knows? Um, Don't know. Um, 
But you know what? In other countries, they are being killed for their faith. So that's a reality. But this is how the early church operated. Now, the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own. That alone is a massive statement. But they had all things in common, and with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked, for all who who were possessors of land or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet and they distributed to each as anyone had need. Wow. No one considered their possessions mine. This is mine. I'm 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 not sharing. Too bad for you. Too bad that you have nothing. None of them had a mentality, a selfish mentality, because why? Because the grace of God was on them so much, the heart of Christ was in them so much, and their love for God and the fact that he had saved them from their sins was on them so much that they gave. They didn't have a problem giving because Christ was in them. Because Christ had given them so much that they thought, well, who am I to hold back from anyone else? They sold their own property and gave to those who didn't have any. I think that's pretty challenging, don't you? You know, I think that's awesome. And you know what? That was everyone working together. That wasn't a charity mentality where you go to to the church, which is actually the body, it's not the leadership. The church is the body. It's not like you go to the church and you ask for money. Actually, it was the whole body working together and the whole body contributing so that everybody had enough. How awesome is that? That is the love of Christ in action. And so as we headed into these days where we may find that some people in our congregation lose their jobs, highly likely, we need to be looking out for one another. We need to go, are you okay? Do you need some help? Just like the Good Samaritan, the Good Samaritan who found someone by the side of the road that needed help, didn't take him to the local salvos or call everyone else and say, hey, can you help me look after this person? No, he took ownership personally of that person that he found by the side of the road and acted generously towards him and looked after this man. So are we all called. We are all called to look after each other because we are the body of Christ together. We are the body of Christ together and we need each other And we need to look out for each other in this time. This is grace expressed in action. If we carry grace upon our lives, then we need to be able to give it out. We need to be able to action that grace. Grace is dead without action. Jesus went to the cross. He didn't just tell us that he had grace for us. But he was nailed to that cross. That is grace in action. 
grace in action. So we are also challenged to put our grace into action. So each of us has a responsibility to look out for each other and for those in need. Who knows, in the future, we may be running dinners from this church. We just don't know. We just don't know what God may call us to because we may have that many needy people in our community that need our help. And we need to prepare to put our hand up and go, you know what? I'm going to help. I'm going to do something. I'm going to buy some food. I'm going to give to that person. We all need to be prepared to help those in need. In Philippians 1.27, Paul is writing a letter to the church and he says, Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or I'm absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. I love that. Striving together. Striving together, standing together in one spirit, together. That is the power of God, is that together in one mind, in one soul, for the one purpose. We can achieve so much together. The third thing that God's been talking to me about is being prepared to tell people about the reason for your hope. We have hope. And you know, without hope, it says that people will perish. We need hope is on the inside of us that keeps us going, right? We need that hope, hope of a future, hope of a better day. 1 Peter 3.15 says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, And always be ready to give a defence to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Be prepared to give a reason why when someone asks you, why are you not worried? Why are you still smiling? Is you know what? Because I have Jesus in my life. I have Jesus in my life and he's with me wherever I go. You know, because Jesus transformed my life, because I've had a miracle in my life and I know he's real. He sustains me. Be prepared. And it says here to do it with meekness and fear. We're to do it because we love people, not because we want to shove something down their throat. No, we do it with gentleness. We answer their questions with gentleness and with a love for people that comes from Jesus. Be ready always. Have, carry that hope on the inside. Be prepared. Like I'm, I'm thinking about even carrying around little um, tracks that talk about God's grace and God's love. And when people ask me, I'll just hand it to them. I'll say, look, this, if you want to read this, you know, this will give you more information. You know, just being prepared, being prepared for those questions. You don't know where you're going to be, where you're going to be stopped. You could be at the shops 
and someone could start a conversation. You could be on the train and someone could start a conversation. You just don't know. Our future and our hope is secure. If it's in Christ, it's secure. It's secure in him. There is nothing that man can do to us because God is with us. Because our future is secure in Jesus. Our hope should not be in money. It should not be in the things of this world. And I think that's even more evident now, you know. Money is not secure. Nothing is secure right now. But only Jesus. We can find our security, our hope and our future is in him. The world will shift and change constantly and it seems like at the moment it's shifting daily and we need to feel that we can be secure and trust and stand on the rock, the rock of Jesus that doesn't move. Titus 3, 7 says, having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. We have a hope that is beyond this world. We have a hope of eternal life. This life is like a blip on the rest of our life. But how we live it is important. How we live it while we're here is so important. But eternity is a long, long time. Hard for us to comprehend. But we have the hope of eternal life. Romans 5 5 says, Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. The hope is in us through the power of the Holy Spirit. We carry that hope inside of us every day. So that's why we can speak of it. Because if we know Jesus, his hope is on the inside of us. The world cannot offer that hope. The world cannot offer you security. The world cannot offer us stability. Only Jesus can do that. We cannot save ourselves. There is no man-made solution that can come up, that can, you know, save us. Jesus had that rescue plan. Only he has that. So let's look to Jesus this morning. Let's remember not to fear because he is with you. Let's remember to look after one another. And let's remember to be prepared to give a hope for what is inside of us, which is the hope of Jesus. Let's just pray this morning. Mighty God, I pray right now, your presence, your power upon your people right now, that they would rest in your presence that they would know that you are with them, that you are for them. If anyone is not sure this morning, 
Jesus is with them and they want to know him, just lift your hand in this atmosphere. Lift your hand in this place. Or even if you're online watching, just lift your hand. And ask Jesus into your life. Ask him to lead you, to guide you. But if that's you this morning, let's just lift our hand in this place. Let's give our life to Jesus this morning. Or maybe you've walked away from him and it's time to come back. Now's your opportunity to come back. Let's just acknowledge him as Lord right now in this place. Thank you, Jesus, that our life is in you, that our hope is in you. Thank you, Jesus. We're just going to finish with a song and um, just let the peace of God rest on you this morning as, as you go out.